Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Welcome to another episode of ASHTO Resource Q&A. This is yet another Frequently Asked Questions episode of the podcast. Kim, what do we have today? Brian, we have a question that comes in a lot, and it's so popular. It's on our website under the FAQs. But does my laboratory manager have to be a professional engineer? Mm. That's a good one. And the answer, like many of the answers that we provide, is it depends. Well, and, why does it why does it depend? <laughs> like that's the like it depends. But okay. why why does it depend, Brian? I will take you on a little journey through the ASTM quality management system standards, starting with E329. ASTM E329 requires that a professional engineer be the technical director of the laboratory or technical manager of the laboratory, unless that laboratory is strictly a quality control laboratory, meaning it would some kind of plant or a producer lab that is uh, just testing for their own quality control purposes. But all other laboratories are required to have that technical director be a PE. And the order in which I said that is is important. It's not that you just have to have a PE somewhere that you can put on paper as being the technical director or have some technical relationship to the laboratory. It's that your technical director has to be a PE. Does that make any sense? It, it does. So it's not just you need a PE on staff. It's that the person overseeing the technical aspect of your work in your testing laboratory needs to be a professional engineer. That's right. It's a qualification of the person holding that position. Gotcha. Okay. The next standard I want to talk about is ASTM C1077. That requires the same thing as E329 as far as the technical director or technical direction being provided by a professional engineer. Again, same thought process involved there, except it doesn't have that caveat about not requiring a professional engineer if you're doing quality control testing. It's just straight requirement, PE is required. Now, there are other standards uh, in soil. You've got D3740, and in asphalt, you've got uh, ASTM D3666. Those allow options, so you can either have a PE or someone else who has what's considered equivalent experience in education. Now, that's a touchy subject. What's equivalent? Who determines that? Who has qualification to determine that? Well, the way we handle that in the ASHTO accreditation program is we have an oversight committee chair. The oversight committee chair reviews these situations when there isn't already a a well-established precedent for approval of it and makes a determination on whether that person's experience in education is equivalent uh, or sufficient enough for that laboratory to maintain accreditation for those standards. Now, the ASHTO accreditation program in general has a very similar requirement to that of ASTM D3666 and D3740, where you can, in general, maintain accreditation with the ASHTO accreditation program if you have technical director who's not a professional engineer 
provided that the credentials of the person who holds that position are approved by the AASHTO accreditation program. So for AASHTO accreditation, a laboratory needs to meet the requirements of AASHTO R18 and the app procedures manual. That is correct. I know that. That that I hopefully all of our listeners know, especially those who are accredited. So does R18 have any requirements about laboratory managers being professional engineers? No, the R18 is really dedicated to describing the quality management system requirements for that laboratory. Personnel requirements are are addressed in the uh, app procedures manual and then in any of those standards that I just talked about. So you can maintain accreditation for any standard. You know, if if you're a laboratory or you're wondering about how to get accredited and you don't have a PE and you're worried about that, look at the standards that you need to be accredited for before you panic. Uh, if none of them require specifically that a PE is your technical director, or your technical director maintains a PE license, uh, then you can still get accredited provided that you have an experienced technical director, technical manager running the laboratory. And if you're not sure, you can always get in touch with us and say, hey, what do you think? Do you think this person would be approved? And we, we can look at that and, and give you an answer before you go through the process. All right. So the general answer, does my laboratory have to have a professional engineer? For AASHTO accreditation, no, it doesn't have to. But if you want to be accredited for specific standards that you mentioned, then the answer is most likely. Yeah, most likely, especially if you're doing concrete testing. It all depends on what you're expected to be accredited for. So if you're doing airport work, for example, that requires concrete testing, the answer is going to be yes, because that all requires C-1077 accreditation. I'd say a lot of the building departments specify ASTM E329. So if you're trying to get work with your, or, you know, that has to be approved by your building department or is specified by your building department in your area, the answer is probably going to be yes. But if you're not sure, reach out to those entities that you're trying to appease and find out what their requirements are first. Just some from background, why do those quality standards that you mentioned, what's important about the professional engineer part of it? Like, why is that the requirement? Why did they find that? Yeah, that's been a hot topic for years in ASTM. Uh, Anytime that gets challenged, because a lot of people don't, I I feel like there are less PEs out there than there were uh, 20 years ago. So we have a lot of laboratories figuring out how to conform to this requirement without actually having a PE on staff. So we usually tell them, you know, if you don't like it, you have to go to ASTM and make your case to have the requirements changed in C-1077 and E-329. But the stalwarts for those requirements often go back to two things. Uh, One of them is uh, professional accountability. So they say, well, we want to make sure that there is somebody responsible at that laboratory that if things go wrong, that their license is held in the balance so that there is some motivation or accountability behind that accreditation in the form of that PE's license. The other one is just the integrity of of the PE. So PEs are supposed to agree to have professional responsibility and integrity with the work that they carry out. They have to agree to these terms every year through their state PE licensing board. So there is a good feeling about the work that comes out of a laboratory that has a PE in charge, uh, that they're going to conduct their business in an ethical and responsible manner. All right. Was there anything else that we didn't cover about this FAQ? Those are the big issues. You know, why is it important? What are the requirements? People are often confused by it. There's questions about 
well, can a professional geologist qualify when a professional engineer is required? The answer is no. Uh, we've had some people ask if a registered architect could qualify. There's some confusion in New York about what an architect is, you know, architect versus PE. Uh, and that's been that's been validated through ASTM a few times. And the, the PE license is, is still the requirement. And you briefly mentioned this, which is a good point for a lot of ASTM standards, that if a laboratory or someone at the laboratory doesn't agree with what the standard says, that they're, that's, they're not helpless in that situation, right? No, uh, it's very easy to get involved with the ASTM standards development process. And, since, and I mentioned just ASTM because that's where those requirements are maintained. Uh, you get in touch with ASTM, you can register online, it's cheap to be a member, you get a free publication every year out of your membership, and you get to participate in the development process. You don't even have to go to the meetings if you're not able to attend the meetings. You can get in touch with members or leadership in ASTM in whatever committee you're interested in. Uh, you could submit ballots or you can participate in the balloting process. I always think it's best to show up if you can, but even if you can't, uh, you can still have a voice that's meaningful in that process. And it is a true consensus process where every negative vote has to be adjudicated in the committee. So if you are a new member and you vote negative on something, they have to vote on your negative and find you if they are going to proceed with the changes. There has to be a good argument to find your negative vote non-persuasive, and it has to be upheld by the people attending that meeting. And they have to have a quorum, so it can't be just a few people. You know, if it's a big committee and just a few people show up, technically they can't really even vote on that. And then they'd have to send out a letter ballot so that everybody gets to vote on it. So it's a good process, and it's meaningful, and I'd encourage people to get involved if they have concerns about any of the standards. And I think that's probably going to be a topic for another episode. We'll get into that a little bit in more detail, I'm assuming. So, but to answer this FAQ question, I think I think we've done enough. But if we haven't clarified the question of it depends if my laboratory manager must be a professional engineer, who can who can laboratories get in contact for that? Well, I'd get in touch with your quality analyst. Every every state, we have a, a state and a province, if you're Canadian, assigned quality analysts that handle accreditation issues. We, we do that to spread out the work, but you can get in touch with any of them, really. Um, but, but usually your state quality analyst is the best person to go to. And you can find that listing on our Contact Us page under the ASHTO Accreditation Program staff. There is a link to that document. You can email info at ashtoresource.org or you can reach out to me, bjohnson at ashtoresource.org. Thank you very much, Brian, for your time. And thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resources' Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.